0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطُلَ بَاطُلًا وَرْزُقْنَا اِجْتِنَابًا رَبِّي شْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسْرِ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْأُقُدَةً مِّنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by beda Sa'id Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you, you get your podcasts or at the Website www.reflections-rn.org. Insha'Allah, in this episode we will continue reading the 21st word, or rather, the, uh, the first station of the 21st word. The station was inspired by a commentary on the verse "Sta'udu Billah, Inna Salat Akanat Al Mu'minin Kitab mawquta For prayer is obligatory for the believers at prescribed times uh, chapter 4 verse 103 of Quran and Ustad Nursi explains that he wrote this station when he thought about something that he had heard from what he calls a great age wise uh, someone who was great age wise bodily and in rank and this person has told uh, Ustad Nursi prayer is good however performing it every day and five times a day or five times every day is too much since it, since it never ends it causes weariness now the problem is a long time after this when you nursi pays attention to his own lower soul he notices that his lower soul is has the same position it's lazy it feels weary Of prayer and thus Ustad Nursi decides that he needs to um, admonish, admonish his lower soul and this station this treatise is that admonishment to the lower soul he provides five warnings to the lower soul we read the first four inshallah in this episode we will read the fifth one and finish the first station so, Bismillah. Fifth, warning. Ey dünya perest nefsim! Acaba ibadetteki füturun ve namazdaki kusurun meşagili dünyeviyenin kesretinden midir Yahut derdimi Ayşet'in meşgalesiyle vakit bulamadığından mıdır? Acaba sırf dünya için mi yaratılmışsın ki bütün vaktini ona sarf ediyorsun? O my lower soul that worships the world, that reveres the world, Oh my lower soul now if you ask me do you worship the world of course I would tell you no I'm you know I'm a Muslim I'm a mu'min I believe in God I worship God I believe that there is nothing that is worthy of worship other than God and this lower soul belongs to me however the lower soul is not intelligent it is in a sense, robotic, like animalistic. It moves with instincts, perhaps, perhaps hormones. Uh, It is drawn to things. And once it is drawn to something, it does not stop itself. It does not have those breaks built into its um, nature. We as the whole human being, which has intellect, uh, heart, conscience, conscience, and so on and so forth, have to check the lower soul. So its attraction, the lower soul's attraction to the world, is as though it is worshipping the world. It does what the world tells it to do. And worship is, you know, obedience one of the meanings right one of the meanings of worship is obedience the word in Arabic is abd عبد and عبدية, uh, or "ubudiyah," which comes from the word abd which means a slave what does the slave do? It's the slave follows command the slave does not use his or her own um, will he he or she follows the will of the owner of the slave and worship one of the aspects of worship is is that the lower soul follows the commands of the world the world says hunger hunger hunger hunger eat this or delicious delicious delicious eat this or delicious drink this go here go there and the lower soul follows those instincts it follows the world so the lower soul worships the world unless it is trained to, uh, you know, stay put. Like they trade dogs, right? That dog still wants the, you um, know, like the delicious dog cookie that is on the other end of the room. <clears throat> but if it is trained properly, it will not go and eat that dog cookie unless it gets the green light from its owner. Why it is conditioned so unless we condition our lower soul to follow truth the original state of the lower soul is and you know, it will follow the world now as believers perhaps we are all on the path of moving it moving away from that evil commanding soul and getting to you know, higher levels of uh, soul, nafs, but that original nature is still there. It does not go away. It It is checked, it is conditioned, it's trained, it is, you know, it, we work on it, right? But the condition, that original condition is there. So we all need these admonishments as a result at all times. So all oh, my lower soul, that worships the world. Wonder, are your weariness in worship and defects in performing your prayers due to the abundance of worldly occupations or not being able to find time while occupied by the worries of livelihood? So this is going to be the lower soul's excuse or or position, right? It will say, well, the world is so, difficult i have to do this i have to do that i have to you know provide livelihood to my children or i have to you know provide my own livelihood the world is so busy there's there's the hustle and bustle of the world and therefore i don't have time to pray so the question is is this really the case are your awareness in worship and defects in performing your prayers due to the abundance of worldly occupations or not being able to find time while occupied by the worries of livelihood or you know, is it because of both of these right these are this is not you know this or that this is is it due to this or this wonder are you created for the world alone that you are spending all your time on it if the lower soul is saying i cannot pray because I have to work, I have to do this, I have to do do that. That means the lower soul is spending all the time that God has provided to it on the world, running around, laboring, toiling. But is that really the case? Is it really objectively impossible for the lower soul to find one hour out of 24, say, in a day, to pray the obligatory prayers. Are people who do perform their prayers, you know, living easy lives, all in comfort, they don't have to do anything, it is just a leisure that they have chosen to follow when they pray five times a day? No, not at all. Not at all. Becoming a believer, becoming a Muslim, does not free you of the... Uh, responsibilities obligations and necessities of living in this world so that's certainly not the case but the lower soul likes this likes to think likes to use this as an excuse it is not a reason it is an excuse Um, so it needs to understand that whether this excuse is true or not right it does not absolve it from the the uh, obligation of praying five times a day. It does not absolve it from the obligation of uh, becoming a worshipful worship or being a worshipful slave of God. That is what it is created for, after all. Sen istidat cihetiyle bütün hayvanatın tevkinde olduğunu ve hayatı ı dünyeviyenin levazımatının tedarikte iktidar cihetiyle bir serçe kuşuna yetişemediğini biliyorsun. Bundan neden anlamıyorsun ki, vazifeyi asliyan, hayvan gibi çabalamak değil, belki hakiki bir insan gibi hakiki bir hayatı daime için You know that you are above all animals with regard to aptitudes, yet cannot reach a sparrow with regard to having the power to procure the requirements of your worldly life. Let me read this again. You know that you are above all animals, with regard to aptitudes and if it if it is above all animals it is above all plants above all inanimate objects and so on and so forth too yet you cannot reach a sparrow an ordinary animal and it's not at the top of the um, hierarchy of animals you cannot reach a sparrow with regard to having the power to procure the requirements of your worldly life we talked about this before. It's worth talking again. This is one of the more fundamental insights of Ustad uh, Nursi from the i Inur. The human being has, in a sense, infinite aptitude um, because of because of the reach of its imagination and intellect, because of his ability to put two things and then three things and four things and create combinations from things and make new artifacts from them can human beings fly No, of course not i mean we cannot fly we we, we at most can jump and then fall back but can human beings sew some fabric in the shape of a balloon and put hot air into it and climb on a basket that's attached to this balloon and fly? Yes, they can. Can human beings shape metal in such a way that it looks like a bird and then put engines on it and then um, and then uh, pressurize air and fly? Yes, you know, they, they make airplanes and fly. That is possible. How? Well, God gave the human being this ability to comprehend things, relate things, and then work with his hands and make things into new objects. So that is the aptitude. In, the, in, in, in, in his naked nature, the human being is not capable of you know, surviving this world. If a human being was left to survive on an island with you know, nothing no instruments no clothing or no nothing um, and was not given this ability to to to to uh, make combinations of things and new objects right but left to the existing means that he has in that naked state the human being would not be able to survive I mean the human being doesn't have feathers or uh, you know thick hair fur to protect him from cold or heat the human being does not have claws or talons to catch um, you know catch other birds and animals and etc to eat their flesh The human being does not have uh, the ability to run really fast, to escape the tiger, so on and so forth. The human being does not have very sharp eyes to see, say, a uh, fish far away in the water. In all these senses and skills, the human being is Mm -hmm. very limited, except that he has the aptitude to uh, use those skills uh, together and make new things. the sparrow on the other hand is given a set um, a set of skills a limited set of skills. it can fly, it sees the uh, you know warm, it sees the insect, it's a, it, it has a beak that can go and grab it. It is uh, taught, inspired how to make uh, a nest from pieces of moss and sticks and so on and so forth, leaves. It is given all these skills, but its skill set is limited set. The thing is, this, the limited skill set that it is provided with is perfectly uh, suitable for its survival. So in that sense, with regard to uh, the the power to procure the requirements of its worldly life, the sparrow is far beyond the human being. But at the same time, with regard to his um, aptitudes, the the potentials that he has, the human being is far beyond animals. So what does this all mean? Uh, This is what it means, Ustad Nursi asks. In that case, why do you not understand from this that your original duty is not to toil or labor like an animal but to exert effort like a true human being for a true and continuous life. The sparrow is equipped with all the skills that it needs to survive during the let's say five years that it lives. The human being is equipped with such potentials that if used to their full uh, capacity, those potentials turned into skills should last the lifespan of the human being by many times, perhaps to infinity. In that case, the aptitudes that the human being has indicates that it is created not only to live in this limited world but survive through it and to live through a continuous life which is beyond this world of life which is the true life right because that's what God says the true life is the life in the hereafter here we have demos We have a um, practice run. We are on a journey. We are going somewhere where we will actually live. And this is a stopping place on the journey. Okay, then yes, true. We are created for more than what this worldly life can offer to us or what we can offer to this worldly life. Then we need to go back and ask the lower soul again. So while you are, or the human being that you are a component of, is created for higher purposes, why would you then um, spend, waste and exhaust all your time, all your capacities, for the limited lifespan of this lowly world doesn't make sense bununla beraber meşagili dünyeviye dediğin çoğu sana ait olmayan ve fuzuli bir surette karıştığın ve karıştığın malayani ve karıştırdığın malayani iş meşgalelerdir en elzemini bırakıp güya binler sene ömrün var gibi en lüzumsuz malumatla vakit geçiriyorsun mesela Zuhal'in etrafındaki halkaların keyfiyeti nasıldır ve Amerika tavukları ne kadardır gibi kıymetsiz şeylerle kıymetler vaktini geçiriyorsun. Güya, kozmografya ilminden ve istatistikçi fenninden bir kemal alıyorsun. Besides, most of what you call worldly occupations are meaningless occupations that do not belong to you and that you interfere needlessly and mess up. And we Talked about this before too especially in the third uh, third word we are here to become to be worshipful slaves of God and our example is a soldier in the army the soldier is drafted and given a duty and that duty is to train for defending his country may God protect if there is war, defending his country in the war, uh, learning how to use his rifle, learning how to, you know, follow commands, learning how to move from one place to another and so on and so forth. And to fulfill the commands that he is given, given. Now, does this soldier need to eat? Yes, of course. Does this soldier need to uh, you know dwell somewhere, have a, house have a uh, residence yes of course Uh, if this soldier gets sick does he need to uh, receive treatment yes of course but is the food is the accommodation is the treatment and so on so forth other bodily personal needs of the soldier are these on the soldier is the soldier responsible for in a normal army there were armies Uh, that functioned in a different way, but in a normal modern army. Are these responsibilities of the soldier? Does the army of country X tell the soldier you you have to be training, but also you have to go find your own food, find a place to live? No. The soldier is given the food, the soldier is given the accommodation, the soldier is given clothing, the soldier is provided health care, and so on and so forth. Everything is taken care of, and the soldier is told, this is your job. Attend to your training. Okay, we are like that. We are in this world to worship our Lord. That is the duty. That is why we are drafted. Do we need to eat? Do we need to you know, find a? Do we need to live somewhere? Do we need to uh, you know, find clothing and so on and so forth? Yes, but all of these provisions are guaranteed god the provider guarantees them the minimum the bare minimum that we need for survival we these are all guaranteed if we were to spend all our time running after the world to procure all these needs and forget about worshiping our lord we would that would be a travesty we would be turning things upside down we would be trying to accomplish the, the duty that belongs to God while forgetting our, about our own duty. What we call worldly occupations are in fact meaningless. Um, they are meaningless from our point of view unless they are truly meaningless like you know, some plays and whims and so on and so forth of the world. That do not belong to you. This is not Our primary responsibility but we we interfere in it needlessly and when we interfere we mess up now the army the state can sometimes employ the soldier in let's say peeling potatoes uh, cleaning the uh, the the military base uh, perhaps constructing a building perhaps sewing an outfit, perhaps shaving the hair of other soldiers, and so on and so forth, right? But that soldier does not do this, does not peel potatoes in order to procure his his food. He does it in order to follow order. The duty belongs to the state, and the soldier fulfills that, because he is employed by the state. So we too, sometimes, run around, attend to business, work, sometimes bodily, sometimes intellectually, and so on and so forth, earn money, go, uh, you know, go to the uh, store and buy things that we need. But we need to do it with the right intention. We need to do it with the intention that provision belongs to God. We are serving, right? we are serving under his command in order to fulfill right in order to fulfill his command which he is ordering us which he is directing to us in order to fulfill that the the uh the, the function that he assumed himself he doesn't have to right that's why i'm not saying it is his obligation it's not god's obligation he assumed out of his mercy and that's what he says us so Besides, most of what you call worldly occupations are meaningless occupations that do not belong to you and that you interfere needlessly and mess up. You abandon the most necessary thing, which is worship, and spend your time with the least necessary pieces of information. Now, this is even beyond uh, a person toiling to, laboring to, Uh, earn his livelihood because that's not what we do all the time either we spend an enormous amount of time on trivia especially in this age of the internet Um, you know with our eyes locked on the screen watching and watching and watching and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and not recognizing how much time passes and then when it's when you know when we turn to our lower souls and tell like you need to pray you really need to pray the answer is why i'm so busy in this life i don't i don't have the time no you abandon the most necessary thing and spend your time with the least necessary pieces of information as though you have a lifespan of thousands of years as though your time is limitless therefore you are spending on it you know whatever uh whim that your lower soul is interested at the given time for instance you are passing your precious time with worthless things like what are the qualities of the rings around saturn and how many are the chickens of america it, it seems people were reading these in a newspaper or something or perhaps a in you know, a school book i don't know uh, that the start nursing, must have uh, seen witnessed this and that's why he's giving us these examples but we can multiply these examples right there is a say it may even be you know significantly more serious things say there is an earthquake that happened somewhere at the other end of the world now is that of concern to us To, to some degree yes because Those are our human brothers and sisters. We should turn to our Lord and pray for them. If we are, if we have the ability to uh, help them financially, perhaps in person somehow, however we can help them, we should help. Right? So that's the, that's one aspect of this question. But the other aspect of it is we follow the news just because it's interesting. We read something like this or we watch a uh, a news episode uh, you know, like this and we take it as entertainment. We do it not because we feel a responsibility and because we are interested in helping those people but because it's interesting, it's entertaining us. We turn the calamity of other people into our own entertainments. This is empty empty chatter. This is an empty thing that we get interested in and use the um, the potential responsibility or the potential intention to do something about the world as an excuse to justify our entertainment. And then we do not do anything about it. Although, once we learn about it, we do acquire a responsibility to do something about it too. You know, I mean, if I saw a child running into the road and a car coming from the other direction fast, and I did nothing about this, even though it was within my uh, capability to run and get the child from the road in time, or perhaps run and signal the car so that the car stops in time, if I did not do this, then I I would be responsible for it. So we try to learn about everything in the world, or even worse, we read read non-news, and then we watch entertainment, we read entertainment, we spend hours on end, days on end, looking at TV TV screens, reading novels, stories, so on and so forth. I mean, we really need to think more seriously about entertainment um, you know, it, it, it is not that entertainment is haram and we should you know, absolutely avoid it no, because the nafs has a right on us too and you know, sometimes the, the nafs or perhaps even the spirit needs a rest, needs a break but we need to think about the nature of that break we need to be careful about the content of that break right? and we also need to be uh, conscious aware of how much do we actually need and how much do we not need but want and use the possibility of a need as an excuse to indulge ourselves so we really need to be careful about this it is as though you will attain some perfection from the sciences of astronomy and statistics right? I mean, most people will not. For most people, they will not attain any perfection from this. But there is an excuse of, well, I'm learning things. Well, be careful about what you learn. You have to act upon what you learn. If you learn that there was an earthquake somewhere over there and you did nothing about it, not even prayed to God... To have mercy on the people who are suffering from this calamity, just watched it with with you know, glazed eyes, and moved on. Well, now you have an unfulfilled responsibility. Eğer beni namazdan ve ibadetten alıkoyan ve fütur veren öyle lüzumsuz şeyler değil, belki zaruri işleridir. If you say, what prevents me from prayers and worship? and causes weariness is not such unnecessary things but the necessary affairs or the concern of livelihood and this may be justifiable to say for some people at this stage of the conversation you know there are people who have to work I don't know two three shifts they can't get home to sleep or when they get home to sleep they can't even say you know assalamu alaikum to their family members Life is hard for some people. There are hardships for everybody, but life is really hard for some people. So they may say, well, are you kidding with me? I am not spending time on entertainment. I am trying to make ends meet all day and I can't even find time to sleep you know, a few hours. I'm running from one work to another. And I still can't make the ends meet. I can't find time. So if, if this is what you hear from this person, öyleyse ben de sana derim ki, then I say to you, eğer 100 kuruş bir gündelikle çalışsan, sonra biri gelse dese ki, gel 10 dakika kadar şurayı kaz, 100 lira kıymetinde bir pırlanta ve bir zümrüt bulacaksın. Sen ona, yok gelmem, çünkü 10 kuruş gündeliğimden kesilecek, nafakam azalacak desen, ne kadar divanece bir bahane olduğunu elbette bilirsin. If you work for a hundred kuruş a day, now a kuruş is a one hundredth of a lira, a, a Turkish uh, lira, and Üstad Nussi, of course, was writing this in the in, in the Turkish Republic, uh, so he he's using the currency units of that time as a more globally... Uh, recognized currency we can now use cent and dollar right if you work for a hundred cents a day that's a dollar then someone comes to you and says come dig this spot dig this spot for 10 minutes you will find a brilliant diamond and an emerald worth a hundred liras so a hundred times more than what this person makes on a daily basis if you say to this person So the person who came to you and said, you know, come dig this place, you will find a diamond and emerald worth a hundred liras. If you say to this person, no, I won't come because that would be deducted from my 10 crores of daily pay and reduce my sustenance. Surely you recognize what a lunatic excuse that this would be. Right? I tell you, look, do this, you are going to earn 100 liras and you say, no, if I do this, I'm going to lose 1, liras. 1 lira. That's you know, lunacy. Aynen onun gibi. Sen şu bağında nafakan için işliyorsun. Eğer farz namazı terk etsen, bütün sayin semeresi yalnız dünyevi ve ehemmiyetsiz ve bereketsiz bir nafakaya münhasır kalır. Eğer sen istirahat ve teneffüs vaktini, ruhun rahatına, kalbin teneffüsüne medar olan namaza sarf etsen, o vakit bereketli nafakayı dünyeviye ile beraber senin nafakayı uhreviyene ve zadı ahiretine ehemmiyetli bir menbaa olan iki madenin manevi bulursun. Just like that. Just like that person who refuses to work, for, uh, work a little bit for something that would earn him a hundred liras because he is afraid that he's going to lose one lira just like that you are working for your sustenance in this orchard you have now there is a side note later on uh, where Sadnussi uh, explains that this uh, piece was written in an orchard and he was having it uh, having a uh, the owner of the orchard he was dictating it to you know one of his students who happened to be the owner of the orchard just like that you are working for your sustenance in this orchard you have if you leave the obligatory prayer the fruit of all of your efforts will be restricted merely to a worldly and insignificant sustenance that lacks in blessings. Perhaps you will get what you are working for, that is fruits on the, on the, on the branches of the tree, and you will pick them so you will have the fruits. But, but the fruit of your effort, the, the consequence, the outcome of your effort will be restricted merely, only, to that worldly and insignificant sustenance, sustenance, this is important, that lacks in blessings. You will not have blessing in it. If you spend the time that is for rest and breathing on, on prayer, which is a cause of comfort for the spirit and a breather for the heart, then in addition to a blessed worldly sustenance, you will still get your worldly sustenance and because it is blessed it will not be reduced you will probably get more in addition to a blessed worldly sustenance you find two metaphysical minds metaphysical minds that will be two important fonts for your otherworldly sustenance and for your provisions in the hereafter you will you will get your sustenance for the world After all, it is guaranteed by God, right? So you will get your sustenance for the world. It will be blessed. There will be blessing in it. It will not be less than what you would get if you did not spend one hour out of 24 on your prayer. But in addition to that worldly benefit that is insignificant because that belongs to this temporal, temporary world, which has no value compared to the eternal life that you are destined to live. In addition to that benefit, you will find two metaphysical minds that will be two important fonts for your otherworldly sustenance and for your provisions in the hereafter so i understand you are working hard to make ends meet in this world but do you not recognize that you will need sustenance in the hereafter too and do you not recognize that it is god who is the provider and while you are working so hard to please your bosses your worldly bosses you should perhaps spare some time and effort and energy and thought to please the causer of all causes, the owner of the realm, the provider, the lord of your bosses and your lord. He is the one who has the power to put blessing into what you make with your labor or not put it. And if he puts blessing in your labor, you may end up, I don't know working one hour a day and making more money than you are making now so please him first if you want your sustenance in this world if you want blessing in your sustenance in this world but more importantly you need sustenance in the hereafter too please him for your sustenance in the hereafter It is that prayer that you spend one out of 24 hours a day that will provide sustenance for you in the hereafter. Now, you may be earning spiritual rewards, rewards for the hereafter while sleeping, according to your intention. You may be earning uh, the the reward of worship by, by, by working, I know digging uh, in a construction uh, site with the proper intention but the condition for your intention to be able to turn your worldly acts into worship is that you first fulfill what God God commands you to do you first fulfill your obligations and the first and foremost obligation is performing your five daily prayers Because you earn spiritual rewards from your acts if you do them for God's sake, for the sake of God. And you cannot be digging in a construction site for the sake of God while you refuse to fulfill the first and foremost command of God. Doesn't work. Doesn't add up. If you don't perform your prayers that would be an indication of the insincerity of your intention to please God while digging the construction site. Now, Stadnosi here mentioned two minds. We are going to talk about them. Birinci maden. Bütün haşiye. Uh, there is a side note here, and I'll read it later. Bütün bağındaki yetiştirdiğin, çiçekli olsun, meyveli olsun, her nebatın, her ağacın tesbihatından güzel bir niyetli bir hisse First mind, with a beautiful intention, you receive a share from the glorifications of every plant and tree, be it flowering or fruit bearing, that you grow in your orchard. And here is a side note, let's just read it, we also already mentioned it, right, side note. Haşiye, bu bir bağda bir zata ki This station, we are reading the first station of the 21st word. This station is a lesson to a person at an orchard and so it is articulated in this, in this uh, way. First mind, again, with a beautiful intention, you receive a share from the glorifications of every plant and tree, be it flowering or fruit bearing, that you grow in your orchard. What does this mean? Well, everything in the creation glorifies God. We, we know that from the Quran. The living beings glorify God with multiple tongues. The rock glorifies God as a rock, but the tree has branches and leaves, and each every and, and every uh, part of the tree is a living being, too right it glorifies god in more ways and you receive a reward from those glorifications because well if this is an if this is a, an orchard you are working to make that orchard possible you have a share you own it not in a true sense nobody owns anything in a true sense Right? But God, out of his mercy, is giving you reward for what he trusted you with. God trusted you and trusted that orchard to you. And although it, he is the owner and you are just the trustee, out of his mercy he is also giving you rewards for the glorifications of the things that are in your orchard but again on condition that you perform your obligatory prayers because that's the first and foremost obligation and if you do not fulfill that you cannot move on to the next stage and say i'm doing this for god's sake too if i went to a um store paid money okay if i made an order to a store i want, what, what is it i'm i i i am i went to a tailor if i went to a tailor and asked the tailor to sew a uh, suit for me and paid the money so I made an order for a black suit the tailor t- told me you know come back after two weeks I go after two weeks and the tailor pulls out and shows me a, um, a let's say a vest that he has made and says here is your vest and I said but I ordered a suit and he says, well, you know, I didn't have time for that, but here is the vest. Take it and go. It doesn't work. Like you would say, but but I paid for a suit. You are paid to worship God. You are sent to this world with an order. In your pocket, you have an order, order written. It says, worship God. This is the order that you have received. You cannot not fulfill that and then start doing other things saying, you know, I'm going to to, to please this person, to whoever uh, made this order. No, you were paid to worship. İkinci maden. Hem bu bağdan çıkan mahsulattan kim yese, hayvan olsun, insan olsun, inek olsun, sinek olsun, müşteri olsun, hırsız olsun, sana bir sadaka hükmüne geçer. Fakat o şartla ki sen razaka hakiki namına ve izni dairesinde tasarruf etsen ve onun malını onun mahlukatına veren bir tevziat memuru nazireyle kendine baksan. Second mind, also, whoever eats from the produce of this orchard, be it an animal or human, a cow or a fly, a buyer or a thief, that becomes in effect charity for you. However, This is on condition that you dispose in the name of the true provider and within the circle of what he permits and that you see yourself like a distribution official who gives his property, God's property, to his creatures. If you appropriate and think that this is mine and I'm giving it from my property, you are turning things upside down. It is not yours. The orchard was entrusted to you. Your body is entrusted to you. Whatever power that you seem to be exerting in order to um, water the plants and plant them and so on and so forth, that is entrusted to you. You don't own anything. You cannot um, twist facts in such a way and then assume that you are going to get rewards. No. You are... A distribution distribution official you first need to recognize your true position and your Lord's position above you and then inshallah you will get reward it will all be charity so if birds came and ate from your orchard don't don't worry about it they have a share too and if you do this with the right intention that will be like like charity for you but again on condition that you dispose things in the name of the true provider as he wants you to dispose them you remain within the circle of what is halal you don't uh, cheat you don't steal you don't lie and etc etc you do things in the way that God wants you to do you recognize his position you recognize that he is the one who is truly worshipped, and then what you uh, work to produce in your garden, in your orchard, if an animal ate from it, if a human being took it, took from it, if you sell it in return for money, right, or if a thief steals from it, it all becomes it all becomes charity because you are working. If we go back to our original, or not original, our earlier uh, metaphor, for example, of the soldier. You are working under the command of this commander. You are working for the state. And even the thief, if he ate from it, that was his nasib. That was his share. That was alloc, that was his allocation. It was the state that allocated. It was God who allocated for him. God allocated that apple for the thief. And you were a means for the the... Uh, growth uh, and, and ripening and so on and so forth of that apple and therefore you get a share, you get the, the reward of charity even from what the thief steals from your garden. İşte bak, namazı terk eden ne kadar büyük bir hasaret eder, ne kadar önemli bir serveti kaybeder, saye pek büyük bir şev veren ve amelde büyük bir kuvve imanevi temin eden o iki neticeden ve o iki madenden mahrum kalır, iflas eder. Hatta ihtiyarlandıkça bahçecilikten usanır, fütur gelir, neme lazım der. Ben zaten dünyadan gidiyorum, bu kadar zahmetin için çekeceğim diyecek, kendini tembelliğe atacak. Fakat evvelki adam der, daha ziyade ibadetle beraber sahi helale çalışacağım. Ta kabrimde daha ziyade ışık göndereceğim. Ahiretime daha ziyade zahire zahire tedarik edeceğim. So look. What a great loss is for he who abandons prayer. What a significant wealth he loses. He becomes deprived of those two outcomes and minds that stir such great enthusiasm and provide a great amount of metaphysical strength for work. He goes bankrupt. What are those minds very quickly again with a beautiful intention you receive a share from the glorifications of what is in your garden what you produce I don't know if, if you produce um, shoes you receive a share from the glorifications of the shoes that you made if you make uh, if you bake bread you receive glorifications for, uh, you receive reward from the glorifications of the bread that you made everything glorifies god and also whoever takes from what you have produced with the right intention again there's a share there's a there's a there's a reward or charity for you in it so look what a great loss is for he who abandons prayer because all of this was on condition of performing the prayers what a significant wealth he loses what wealth? Well, once again, you receive your sustenance in this world, but more importantly, you receive the sustenance of the hereafter, eternal sustenance. What what more wealth than that? If everything in the world put were, were, were put together and its value was measured, it would not be equivalent to, it would not even come close to What a single individual will receive in paradise through eternity. What a significant wealth he loses. He becomes deprived of those two outcomes and minds that stir such great enthusiasm. So if this is the reward, if this is the outcome that you will get, of course you become encouraged. You you become enthusiastic about your work and provide a great amount of metaphysical strength for your you you you, uh, find strength in yourself to keep working but if the person does not pray he loses that outcome he loses that mind and he goes bankrupt even if he makes money in this world he procures his sustenance in this world what is this world In the scheme of things, this person goes bankrupt because he saves nothing. He makes nothing for the hereafter, which is eternal. As he grows older, he even becomes fed up with gardening and weariness descends on him. He says, why do I need this? I mean, unless he is doing it out of habit and has lost the ability to think. right? Because there are people who are in that state too. But if he has not lost that ability, he will say, why do I need this, right? I mean, I know that I'm unlikely to survive this year till next year. Why should I fertilize this, this, this uh, field and till it and you know, throw seeds in it? I am departing from this world anyway. Why should I put up with so much effort? thus he throws himself into laziness however the first man the one who found those two minds says i will work more to put in halal effort you know legit effort and to worship i'll put more uh, i will work more i will put more effort right to work for this world and also to worship so that I send more light to my grave. You know, I'm going to till the field. I'm going to, uh, you know, put, put fertilizer. I'm going to throw these seeds because even if I die, I will receive rewards from the glorifications of the, let's say, wheat stalks that come out of this field. I'm going to plant this tree because even if I die, the plant will be there for another hundred years and I will receive rewards from the glorifications of the tree. So this man says, I will work more to put in halal effort and to worship so that I send more light to my grave and procure more provisions for my hereafter. Elhasıl, ey nefis, bil ki dünkü gün senin elinden çıktı. Yarın ise senin elinde senet yok ki ona maliksın. Öyleyse hakiki ömrünü bulunduğun gün bil. La akal günün bir saatini ihtiyat akçesi gibi hakiki istikbal için teşkil olunan bir sandıkçayı uhreviye olan bir mescide veya bir seccadeye at. In conclusion, O oh soul, know that yesterday has slipped out of your hand. As for tomorrow, you have nothing in your hand to vouch that you own it. In that case, Consider your true span of life the day you are in. Throw at least one hour of the day, like a reserve fund, into a mosque or on a prayer rug, which is a little otherworldly coffer built for the true future. Save some of your resources. At least one hour of the day. Save it for when you will truly need it. Hem bil ki her yeni gün sana hem herkese bir yeni âlemin kapısıdır. Eğer namaz kılmazsan, senin o günkü âlemin zulümatlı ve perişan bir halde gider, senin aleyhinde âlemi misalde şehadet eder. Zira herkesin her günde şu âlemden bir mahsus âlemi var. Hem o âlemin keyfiyeti o adamın kalbine ve ameline tabidir. Nasıl ki âinende görünen muhteşem bir saray âinenin rengine bakar, Siyah ise siyah görünür, kırmızı ise kırmızı görünür. Hem onun keyfiyetine bakar. O ayna şişesi düzgünse sarayı güzel gösterir. Düzgün değilse çirkin gösterir. En nazik şeyleri kaba gösterdiği bir süllü, sen kalbinle, aklınla, amelinle, gönlünle kendi aleminin şeklini değiştirirsin. Ya aleyhinde, ya aleyhinde şehadet ettirebilirsin. Eğer namazı kılsan, o namazınla o alemin saniye i zülcelaline müteveccih olsan, O namazla o alemin saniyesül celaliyle müteveccih olsan birden sana bakan alemin tenevvür eder. Adeta namazın bir elektrik lambası ve namaza niyetinin onun düğmesine dokunması gibi o alemin zulümatını dağıtır ve o her cümerci dünyeviyedeki karma karışık içindeki tebeddülat ve harekat hikmetli bir intizam ve manidar bir kitabete kudret olduğunu gösterir. İsteyzu billah. Allahu Nur semawati vel ard ayet pür envarından bir nuru senin kalbine serper. Senin o günkü alemini o nurun ikasıyla ışıklandırır. Senin lehinde nuraniyetle şehadet ettirir. So maşallah this was a long paragraph. İnşallah we will try to understand it. Also, uh, and also because this, we are in the uh, conclusion of not the fifth warning but the uh, first station, There are references in what we read in the previous paragraph and in this paragraph to the entire first station. uh, Those who have not listened to the uh, previous two episodes, inshallah, should go ahead and uh, listen to them too or read from the beginning of the 21st word to understand what is here better. Also, know that every new day is the gate of a new realm for you and for every person every new day is a new realm for me I am in the realm of today and and this is the case for every person we share a realm but within that realm we each have our own realms if you do not perform your prayer your realm on that day departs in darkness and in a distraught state it testifies against you in the realm of similitudes for in every day everyone has a private realm from this realm with a capital uh, R so we live in the same realm we, we, we live in the same world but my friend may be praying his uh, performing his prayers and fasting and being a really nice good uh, slave of God and he, his, his, his day may depart luminous full of light And i may not be doing any of those things and i may be lying and cheating and oppressing and whatnot and my day departs in darkness so although we live in the same world what he has and what i have out of this world on this day may be very different for in every day everyone has a private realm from this realm moreover the qualities of that realm follow that person's heart and deeds In the way that a magnificent palace that appears on your mirror takes on the mirror's color, it looks black if the mirror is black, red if it is red. And also, it takes on the qualities of the mirror. If the mirror's glass is smooth, it shows the palace beautiful. If it is not smooth, it shows ugly. Similar to the way that it shows the most delicate things as coarse, with your heart, intellect, deeds, and feelings, you change your realm's shape not the realm's shape with a capital r but your realms shape you change it you can make it testify either for you or against you if you perform the prayers and face the majestic artful maker of that realm within that with that prayer at once your realm that is facing you becomes illuminated as though your prayer is an electric lamp and your intention for the prayer Touching its switch so your intention for the prayer as though it is like touching the switch of that lamp doing so dispels the darknesses of that realm you, know, you enter a room it's dark at night you don't see anything it's pitch dark you find the electric switch turn it on the entire room is filled with light so as though your prayer is an electric lamp and your intention for the prayer touching a switch doing so dispels the darknesses of that realm it shows that the replacements and movements in the disorderly distraughtness of the world's chaos are but wise orderliness and a meaningful inscription of power i mean without god without the light of faith you look at the world and what you see is a disorderly distraughtness a a a chaos but that's not true because that's what you see when you don't don't turn the switch on when you don't let the lamp illuminate the world and we will see uh, you know more on this in the 23rd world uh, 23rd world inshallah right but when you pray when you illuminate your private realm with the light of worship right then you see that What you thought was disorderly distraughtness was actually wise orderliness and meaningful inscription of power and a meaningful inscription of divine power. Everything that's happening is, it is divine power that's making it happen. That's as though it's like, if the the universe is like a, a book, right? Every word on it is being written by divine power. It, that is prayer, sprinkles sprinkles a light from the pure lights of the verse of God is the light of the heavens and earth. Allahu al Ard. This is chapter 24, uh, verse 35. To your heart. It sprinkles a light from the pure lights of the, that is, God being the light of the heavens and the earth. It sprinkles a pure light from divine light to your heart it enlightens your realm on that day with the reflection of that light it makes testify with luminosity for you who doesn't want that what is the effort that we put in what is the difficulty that we go through in order to perform that prayer if the reward is in addition to many things that we mentioned the illumination of our entire day the transformation of our perception so that what we thought was chaos and disorderliness and distraughtness and so on and so forth becomes beauty, harmony, light. Sakın deme. Now one last question here. Benim namazım nerede? Şu hakikati, namaz nerede? Zira bir hurma çekirdeği bir hurma ağacı gibi kendi ağacını tavsif eder. Fark yalnız icmal ve tahsil ile olduğu gibi senin ve benim gibi bir aminin velev hissetmezse namazı büyük bir velinin namazı gibi şu nurdan bir hissesi var, şu hakikatten bir sırrı vardır. Velev şuurun taalluk etmezse fakat derecata göre enkışaf ve tenevvürü ayrı ayrıdır. Nasıl bir hurma çekirdeğinden tam mükemmel bir hurma ağacına kadar ne kadar meratip bulunur? Öyle de namazın derecatında da daha fazla meratip bulunabilir. Fakat bütün o meratipte o hakikati nuraniyenin esası bulunur. Do not ever say, where is my prayer and where is the reality of prayer? For a date seed contains the properties of its tree just like the date tree, like taktak that complete full-grown day tree does the difference is in aggregation and detail just like that the prayer of an ordinary person like you and me even if he does not perceive it has a share from this light like the prayer of a great saint it has a secret from this reality even if your consciousness is not involved that having been said its unfolding and illumination varies according to degrees. As there are so many levels from a date seed to a complete date tree, likewise, there can be even more levels in the degrees of prayer. So, yes, there are differences between my prayer and the the prayer of the Prophet However, still, the essence of the luminous reality exists in all those levels. That light that illuminates your day, whether you are the most ordinary, the lowliest believer or a saint of God, it is there. It is in the essence of the the, prayer, that that essence is there. There may be degrees to uh, to the intensity of the light, but light is there. Allahumma oh salli wa sallim ala man qala assalatu imaduddin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in O God, send blessings and peace upon the one who said prayer is the center pole of religion and upon his family and companions together. And of course this is a, a prophetic tradition, hadith, a famous prophetic tradition and it's important to understand prayer is the center pole of religion. Center pole meaning, imagine a tent the way they constructed tents uh, at the time of the prophet and today too you first have uh, you have a center pole and it is that center pole that holds everything else in place right if you pull the center pole the tent collapses if you pulled one of the pegs that is perhaps fixing the edge of the, the the the tent in the ground right it may be it may have some defect and deficiency, but the tent still stays if you if you take the center pole the tent does not stay any longer it it just collapses so prayer is the center pole of religion receiving a reward from the glorifications of the tree in your yard in your garden in your orchard is from the religion um, receiving the reward of charity from the bread that you have produced that you have baked is from the religion they are each little pegs little pieces of fabric little threads on the fabric and so on and so forth they are all parts of this edifice that we, we will call the tent of religion and they are all important they all beautify it they all increase its functionality however prayer is the center pole if you don't have the center pole the tent will not stand it will collapse therefore you cannot say i'm a good person i'm you know helping people i'm this i'm that and therefore no if you don't pray if you don't perform your five daily prayers unfortunately your tent will not be staying intact it will collapse and therefore you will not receive anything you will not receive anything. You will not have your religion, and you need your religion in order to uh, succeed, in order to succeed in eternal life. All right. Subhanaka Allahi malana illa ma allamtana. Inna k antal alimul hakim. Wa aakhir daawahum anilhamdulillahi rabbil right. alamin. Al fatiha allahumma